Well, hi, everyone. This is Daniel Williams, Senior Editor of MGMA and host of the MGMA Podcast Network. We are back for another episode of Ask MGMA. We are joined today by Senior Industry Advisor, Christy Good. Christy, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, it's always good to get you back on here. Um, I'm just back from Nashville from the Leaders Conference. My voice may sound different. I have definitely caught something, but that's okay. That's part of uh, life, (laughs) but I'm hanging in there. So Christy, thankfully, will be doing most of the talking here. So I know with Ask MGMA, you were scanning all of the questions that are coming in from our MGMA members. I think, because you and I talked about this offline, you talked about um, practices experiencing a high rate of patient turnover. And so for today, let's look at that topic. Um, First off, are there industry benchmarks for turnover rates uh, that we can use to compare to our practices? Um, Yes, actually, uh, I have a number of um, items that I think a practice should benchmark or at least track in order to kind of see where their patient turnover or um, attrition rate is. Um, I think many people forget that it's still part of their financial health to keep track of their patient volume and not only patient volume, but just how many patients are still part of their practice and how to think about how they can reach maybe some new um, patient population that they haven't reached before. Um, We'll have this in a write-up that goes with the podcast, but there are some statistics out there that I actually um, uh, link to that might help a practice realize really the impact that attrition has on on the practice. Um, They mentioned that estimates show that six to seven times more, it's more expensive to acquire a new patient than to keep a current patient coming back. I thought that was pretty high. That was an mm-hmm. you know, amazing statistic. And we will link to that research in our article that will go along with this podcast. Um, another estimate that's out there is that upwards of 80% of your future profits come from 20% of those existing patients or customers. Um, so big gains can be made by retaining those patients uh, because of the increasing patient attri- retention rates. Um, just by 5% will increase profits anywhere from 20 to 95%. And that, again, is another statistic that is from research that I link to. Okay. Well, thank you for that. So let's talk about um, benchmarks. Anything else you want to share with us? Anything that might be uh, industry benchmarks or other ways that our listeners can use this to assess where they are? where the industry is, anything along those lines? Um, The first one I would say is just to make sure you're calculating your patient retention rate. So over a specific period of time, look at the number of returning patients uh, divided by your total number of patients times 100. So look at a specific period and calculate that and then monitor that. Um, You can benchmark your new and established patients. We do have that in our MGMA procedure profile. So if you are a member and have access, we do have benchmarks that are available. So you can look at what your new and established patients are compared to others of your specialty or even across specialties. 
Um, the CDC also has some data out there that we can link to. Um, check in with your patients. So not only should you be looking at doing some of the calculations yourself, but reaching out to those patients and, and collecting a patient survey um, or even direct communication with them, uh, seeing how they're feeling about um, their services, wait time, any other issues that might be causing them distress or not coming back. Um, some other items to think about too are what does your appointment data look like? So how are your, are there certain times of the year that you seem to be dropping patients versus other times of the year? Are you, are you looking at your wait times? So those appointment data like turnover or no-shows, but also wait times in your clinic. So looking at your practice wait times, that again is a patient satisfactor and may show up in your patient survey. Um, again, we have some of this like scheduling, patient wait time, no-show data, all available in our MGMA Data Dive Practice Operations Survey that a practice could benchmark with. Uh, a couple other things is your continuity of care is a big impact. So patients, they like to come, you know, they build trust with that physician or that provider and they like to come back to a practice where they feel that there is trust, there's good open communication, there's um, people there that you've always seen and you know, know your name. You know, it's kind of sounds funny, mm -hmm. it's like cheers, but they know your name. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and, and patients really enjoy that, they feel a connection. So looking at your continuity of care and being consistent. And so that means looking at your staff turnover as well. Um, some other things that would be beneficial for a practice to keep those patients would be appointment reminders. We all get busy. So not only are we looking at data, but we're looking at different ways that we might be able to um, keep those patients engaged in our practice, um, reminding them that they may have a well check coming up, or maybe they didn't follow up on some care that was advised, but appointment reminders just for their appointments they've already made. Um, and then I think looking at developing a marketing strategy to reach out to those new patients. So not only do you want to keep the patients that you have engaged, felt heard, part of your group and part of the family, but how can you find new patients as well? And so you want to just kind of look at where you might be missing um, a group of patients that would benefit from the services that you're offering. But also we've seen a big um, difference with using telehealth. So if your practice isn't already using telehealth, and, I, and I've linked to some things in our write-up too, um, it's really shown that telehealth has been able to connect those patients that maybe have struggled to either come into the practice or, you know, be retained by the practice. Maybe it's distance. Maybe it's um, your availability of getting to the practice, your your vehicle, or you know, just how do you get there? Um, so telehealth has been a a big may, has made a big difference in retention, um, which I thought was really interesting because we've really seen a growth in telehealth. And then the last thing I would say is for the practice to establish what those patient retention goals are, and regularly monitor the progress. So. 
you know, what, what is causing the high turnover? How can we measure it? And how can we impact it? So again, our patient surveys, what are the patients saying? How can we make it better? Mm-hmm. So you've covered a lot of topics there on things that are, you know, taking place, how you can measure it, but let's just go back to the, I guess the central question here. What are some of some of the common reasons that patients may not return to a practice? Sure. So when in all my history of working in practices, (laughs) um, I often, again, you know, patients are not maybe satisfied with the length of the visit. Maybe it's too short. Maybe the wait time was too long between patients. Um, Anything to do with what was going on in the office can affect um, your patient's satisfaction. Um, Also, perhaps that the physician or the provider didn't listen to the patient. They didn't feel like there was clear communication or that maybe the physician or provider was open to listening to them and their concerns. So again, being open and listening and really knowing your patient and being involved and having them involved in their care. Um, And then we need to make sure that, you know, explanations for what's going on with the, with the, between the patient and the provider. So what's going on with the patient is clear, right? They always say, you write your your pamphlets or your education material at like a fifth grade level. But now we know we have so many people with different backgrounds and different languages. And so are you using other tools to get your to get the communication a- across? There are interpreters. There are, you know, phones that if you don't have an interpreter, you have a phone that could help interpret. But really having that clear communication between the physician or the provider and the patient. I think is one of the key, the key um, reasons patients will decide to leave if they just don't know what's going on or they didn't understand or they didn't feel heard, then they go and find someone else that might listen to them or help them in a different way. Well, that's great. That is going to do it for this episode of the Ask MGMA podcast. Um, Thanks to Christy Good. We will be back soon uh, in the next week or two with another Ask MGMA. Until then. Thank you for being a listener of the MGMA Podcast Network. If you like the work we're doing, please consider becoming an MGMA member. Learn more at mgma.com slash membership.